the This Week in Music History podcast with Marty Miller from Nova.ie and Radio Nova. Hello there, wishing you a very happy Christmas as we do this once again, the last one for the year actually. Taking a look back at the week of December 14th to 18th in music history. What went on? Years gone by on this given week. Well, The Clash gave us London Calling in 1979 this week. Rod Stewart said, and I quote, I won't be putting my banana in anyone else's fruit bowl. God, why? Why did he say that? Well, I'll tell you. And the story behind part of the Beatles' A Day in the Life happens this week in 1966. And we'll start in 79, actually, with The Clash, giving us that third studio album, London Calling. Here's Mick Jones talking about his relationship, I'm not sure these guys were friends, with Joe Strummer. Well, we had a fantastic songwriting partnership, and um, that went on for the whole time that we were working together, really. And he was like a very, very special lyricist. He was a very talented lyricist, and he's like one of the best around, you know what I mean? And I sort of used to do mostly the music, but we were very close as a professional relationship. So was there friendship or...? In 1944 this week, the American big band musician, arranger, composer and band leader Glenn Miller was killed when his aircraft disappeared over the English Channel, flew into fog and basically he never got out of it. on his way to entertain troops across the water during the Second World War. 1990 in this week, Rod Stewart married New Zealand model Rachel Hunter. This was the quote, I found the girl I want, I won't be putting my banana in anybody's fruit bowl from now on. Until, of course, they split in 1999. But here's Rachel going home to face the press and more. Rod wasn't here. He did the right thing, stayed away. This was Rachel's moment, a chance to answer those who say the marriage won't last. A chance to answer those who say she was second choice. <laughs> and this wedding is no rebound either on anyone's part. You know, you know, it's an insult to me that everyone said that he had asked someone else to marry him before me, so it's all... Not true. It's no rebound. <laughs> in 1974 this week, Mick Taylor announced he was leaving the Stones, saying he felt that now was the time to move on and do something new. Ronnie Wood remembers the day well. Marshall Chess and Mick Taylor were in the front seat, talking very sort of whispering and sort of very heavy and all this. I wondered what was going on. And apparently that night he told him he was leaving, and I knew nothing about it. The Stones didn't want to break up the faces. They didn't want to say, hey, Woody, you know, leave that lot, come with us. But which did you is, think? Which was very you? nice and really, yes. they could have been cutthroat about it. For sure. Of course, he got the call-up, didn't he? He got, the, he got the, the big gig. In 1971 this week, David Bowie gave us his fourth album, Hunky Dory. This was the first to feature the members of the band that would become known the following year as Ziggy Stardust's Spiders from Mars. Here's David in 1971 talking about his particular set of skills. I find that I'm a a person who um, can um, take on the guises of of different people that I meet. I can switch accents in, in seconds of meeting somebody and I can adopt their accent. I've always found that I collect. I'm a collector. And much, 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 much later on, here he is talking on Conan O'Brien to Conan about becoming David Bowie. 
was Davy Jones. And, and in the 60s you had to change it because... Wick the Monkeys came along and they were just getting popular when I was just starting my career, so I very wisely changed it to Tom Jones. <laughs> True story. True story. I was Tom Jones for about a couple of weeks and just as I was doing the photo session, he released his first record, It's Not Unusual, and so right. then I moved on through... Then you were David Cassidy. That David Cassidy. <laughs> Then he was David Hasselhoff for a while. David Beckham was floated for a while as well. In 1966, the inspiration for one section of the Beatles, A Day in the Life. Well, I suppose it all happened. And John Lennon read about it in the newspaper. For his 21st birthday party in 1966, Brown chartered two private jets to fly 200 of his friends, including Mick Jagger, Brian Jones, to the family manor in Ireland. The Love and Spoonful, then one of the hottest bands in the world, were flown in for a private performance. Just six months later, on December 18, 1966, Brown, who had separated from his wife, was driving with his girlfriend, model Suki Potier, through South Kensington at high speed when he ran through a traffic light and into a parked car. And proving sometimes that we have absolutely no taste when we sent in 1982 an Italian tenor and an English girl to number one for Christmas of 1982. Rene and Renato would Save Your Love. Why? Save your love, my darling, save your love For summer nights with moon and stars above And that is a little look back at the week that was December 14th to 18th in music history. We do it every week here on Radio Nova barring over Christmas because I'm taking some holidays now Um, but we'll be back doing it again in the new year have a great and safe Christmas and we'll talk to you then and keep it here on nova.ie